Hello everybody, welcome to Tello with Tootie and I am so excited today because today is the day that I have my amazing friend join me today and I'm so excited! <laughs> I can't even contest. I'm very excited too! <laughs> Her name is Zineb Boise and I love, love, love the story behind this amazing woman. So I invite her so she can join me and we can have a little chat today. Hi Zineb, how are you? Hi Julie, I'm great, I'm great and thank you for inviting me and having me here. I am just as excited as you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought that it was kind of cool because I, I have always admired that, you know, that journey of you, you know. And I, w I, I would love for you to tell people, you know, what you do and, and all of this. But before that, I, I, I always enjoy that. And I always, I'm, I'm very proud when I see around the world, you know, women uh, being so brave and, and so strong and, and, and trying to, you know, try to do their thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I find that so amazing. Now, I would love for you to tell people, first of all, where are you from? Which is amazing. And you, a little bit of your journey and what you do. So people know exactly what I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah. So Tilly says, my name is Zineb. Um, and it pronounced differently the, depend on where parts of the world you are. But I'm from north of Africa, Morocco. Um, I grew up there until I was 20. And then I won the green card lottery. And that was my turning point to come here to the US. We'll go into my journey in the US and how I uh, and why did I decide to move here. But right now I'm a structural engineer um, working in New York City and and, um, and I you know I enjoy being here and I enjoy my home here and back home traveling back and seeing my family. Everyone lives there beside my little sister. Um, so it's kind of you know it's been tough for some time but I got used to it. I get used to it. But isn't that amazing, you know, from Morocco, like me being from Colombia, yeah. to very completely different, you know, parts of the world, culture-wise, and, and that, that shocking to me when I came over here, Zineb, seriously, was the food. The food yeah. was the best, I mean, one of the first things that it, it shocked me. I'm like, everything don't taste the same right i'm like yeah. but i want fruit it's like we are like super big oh. in, in fruit you know what i mean in my mm. country so and, and people over here are not like that big in fruit that's one thing mm. so i i'm like trying to i mean searching for like this amazing sweet you know caribbean or exotic find. fruits that i'm so used to and i'm like there's nothing yeah it's hard to find it and it, it does not taste the state same too it doesn't um yeah like same in morocco i mean you know like totally i feel like we relate a lot because you've actually opened up and i, I you know and a, a mutual friend <laughs> sort of joined us together and you took us to uh Cartagena yeah to your home home my town. home home, home. Um, what i mean right now like my home <laughs> 
yeah exactly like where you grow up and yeah. that was amazing like to see you and to see where you grow up and how like as well you traveled and came to the u.s and built yourself and you are the strong woman you are now right like it's like for some people it's hard to even sort of comprehend you know the the move the driven the motivation you know like the strength that it takes for a woman not even you know it's 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 very tough for men i've seen men who you know uh, gave up like even moroccan men who came here and just they couldn't handle it and left back yeah, you know i, I, I um, have a lot of stories too tori i agree yeah so you know i i it's i grew up just like you and even maybe a little bit more uh poor and you know uh, i grew up in a slam like we didn't have you know sewage we did we had to go and get water we we, we had lights because we pull it from the government poles and we steal the light <laughs> and exactly. that's temporary like yeah a temporary like so they cut it anytime they want and we obviously have candles and everything ready whenever the light is not there so i i grew up very poor um and with slim you know opportunities um but my dad i i would think still in you know um enrich me I, i think i'm very close to my dad compared to my mom and and i think a lot of, of my qualities do come from him in the sense that since i was a little he like embodied that strength of like a uh, little bit of independency and also false hopes he gives me a lot of false hopes and when i was little i believed them right like you know he'll tell me oh if you study well i will send you to france Like, um, he, he did that a few times because he kind of like um, when I grow up and realize that there is no way my dad can do any of the things that he told me when he was when I was little and I think I, I think he focused at that moment probably because at that moment when he told me that's all I needed to hear right like I yeah. did not know that my dad does not have the money or you know and, and I did know my differences you know like if of course like when we go visit a family you know and they have stairs to go up you know and they have like a, a fancy toilets and whatnot like Yeah, but in the same, t I see that difference, but I was still content with my family and my dad because we never felt like we didn't have food or we didn't have clothes or, you, you know, he always yeah, worked with what you to don't have. Exactly. You don't like, you have, yeah. yeah. So, but I think when, when I start growing up and especially, you know, the year before I came to the U.S. and couple of years before that like i i one i saw the burden that my dad had like of five kids he's the only you know breadwinner and and i was always you know school was like big thing for me um it was like where i had my freedom it was like where i could be with my friends it would just like be it was like my savior in a sense um so like in fact that like maybe my dad cannot afford for me to continue my education was not something i could you know digest um and also the fact that you know um 
what what else do I have here? Like in you know in Morocco, it was kind of like everything is kind of shutting down a little bit, and now it's like oh, you do your education for a few years maybe until my dad cannot afford it, and maybe I have to get married and have kids and do do what a lot of my friends did, right? Um, yeah. But for somehow I did not see that for myself, and um, and so I decided one year to apply for green card lottery. And I did tell two of my friends, two of my girlfriends, I told them, let's go do it. They did not listen to me. <laughs> I, went to, I went to a cafe, sit there, you know, like, you know how like uh, back home, probably, we, you know, you don't have internet or computer at home. Yes, so you, go so to you a yes, 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 yeah. internet, yes, absolutely. Exactly. So the guy there, you know, helped me. I, I took my foot, uh, you know my photo and I brought him all the papers I, uh, I he told me to do and he helped me and we sit down and and, and applied and I forgot it after that I, I completely forget that um, you know that I applied until a year later when the mailman came to wow say, hey, yeah how was that how was that feeling I, I, until then I tell people I flew I know that I, from you know, from when the, the mailman says, hey, this is your, uh, did you apply for green card? And I was like, yes. And he's like, well, you win. And to, to taking those papers to my mom, I don't remember I walked. I don't remember I walked. I, I am sure I flew um, to her because um, I was just, you know, overwhelmed and like uh, ecstatic, you know. And But my mom was like, you know, Give me those papers. It was two days before my national uh, high school diploma exam. And I don't know wow. if you know the difference between the high school diploma here and back home. It's kind of like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's, it's not like here you can go to a community college there. If you pass, you pass. If you fail, you, you repeat the high school. You don't go wow. forward. Yeah. And it's a, a national exam that everybody takes. Um, and it's also a pre-request for for my for my lottery. If I did not have my high school diploma, I wouldn't I wouldn't come here. So it was like two days before that, um, and there was challenges, you know. Uh, so even though I passed my high school diploma, everything went well with that. You know, my family, my mom specifically, you know, she 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 did not like digest that well she didn't think like even I had cousins and uncles who never you know bought me anything or helped by any means or even call or talk to me right yeah. and then suddenly you know I had this cousin uh, in Belgium and my two uncles were there too who they immigrated illegally uh, you know in uh, like a long track under the wheels for hours and hours in a boat and to get there, to get to the to the other side and pursue wow. their future and whatnot, had the audacity to call my mom and say, well, no, you cannot send your daughter. She's so nice and innocent and you're going to lose her and she's oh going to change and this and that and do not do that. All oh, like how like Moroccan women here in Europe, they're, you know, like people... They, you know, so you've encountered those challenges. You, you encounter challenges, including in your family, people trying to downgrade that dream. But, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, you were meant to be here. And that is so yeah. amazing. That is, that is, <laughs> that is ecstatic. Yeah. But now tell me, when you arrive here to yeah. 
New York City, from Morocco. This <sighs> little girl from Morocco yeah. in the Big Apple. So many lights, so many high rides. Just the cold, the energy of the people, the, the, the different beauty. You know, you were so accustomed to one beauty. Yeah. Then you come to New York City and you see beauty from all over the world. Everybody want to be in the, in the Big Apple. So now tell me, how did that feel when you came? Oh, like, you know, one thing is like the, when I arrived to the airport, um, I was overwhelmed. Like everything looked so big. Just like, you know, I come from slum. Like, it's like, we don't have high rise where I lived, right? Like nothing. <laughs> and now it's like, everything is just huge. Everything is just big, even in the airport. And then my, you know, like the friend who was supposed to come pick me up was late. And I thought that everybody was looking at me and that somebody's gonna kidnap me. And I'm just gonna, <laughs> something is gonna happen. Um, no, it was amazing. I think like that's what also sort of, you know, like I know that I wanted to be a civil engineer because my dad was doing construction, right? And it's also like when I arrived to New York and I saw the infrastructure and I saw the highways driving. I mean, obviously after a few months or so, I could see, oh, look, there's a hole there, there's that, like what, especially when you're in overseas and you hear America, America must be perfect, right? Yeah. Like America has to be flawless. America has to have no holes, nothing. Like, yeah. um, so like that, that's also something I had to, um, like when I saw homeless or when I saw the subway, you know, even though I came from so little because I also had expectation of how, the U.S. needs to yes. be so much yes. better, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, no, oh, like what's going on? Why do we have this? Like, why is this here? Like, it's this is not like, yeah. So I, I had to break that expectations also of my own self of like, you know, U.S. needed to be flawless in a sense and it needs to be the best place in the world, right? Um, and also like just. Uh, you know, as I said, seeing the infrastructure, seeing the highway, it kind of just boosts that. Like, I wanted to be part of that. I want, like, I think that's why I went to, into infrastructure and, and bridges right now um, is because of, you know, just the, the, uh, you, you want know, to, the science, you, you know, the, of, yeah. You want to be part of the place that you were coming to it's like in a way of giving back to the city that welcomed you from morocco oh absolutely yeah it's especially in new york like and when i later on when i started biking in my um i felt so attached you know and you know like you know like in morocco like most of the time we walk so we know our streets and we like here we drive we take the subway we, you know you're not like well you know we don't you know, let's say we don't bike as much and make sure that we know the streets without looking at the phone and Google and whatnot. So uh, it was so nice to, to bike and get to know my city and just to have that in touch, you know, and I know where to go without having to look up my phone or, or anything like that. It's just, it's a great feeling to have for sure. Um, yeah, so, and, and when I moved here, I did not speak English, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have any family. I only had my father's friend who 
they haven't seen each other for 11 years then. So, wow. yeah, so basically, um, but you know, it's like when something is meant to be, it's going to be no stop. I so believe that. Zneb, yeah. Once you're here, in such a male, because I mean, I am in, in my field, there's a lot of women. So yeah. there's very little men in my field. But in your field, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. You are in a field who is male dominated. And when yeah. I see you in these award things, you know, in these award shows, and when I see you in this, you know, with all of these older men, you know what I mean? It, because yeah. usually, like, engineering is, 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 male dominated and i'm like you look amazing it's like so tell me how is it to be in a field who is pretty much male dominated you know uh honestly there is a lot of challenges of course you know it's um there's a lot of challenges that you'll face like i think things are changing and people are becoming much more self-aware and 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 myself too right like it's kind of it's like you need to know how to work in a male-dominated man and how to communicate with them and what to say and how to sort of be very assertive and uh you know and also stand your ground and all that kind of stuff right like so it's both ways the realization that i am in in a different environment and i cannot like and i have to adjust my way of thinking and adjust and be self-aware and uh, and learn how to communicate better with men and have them understand and respect me and listen to what i have to say so like i have to come to that too like i cannot just you know like i cannot just say oh it's male dominated and 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 it's their fault and that's it you know so like it's how you have to kind of look at yourself too and educate yourself enough to know how to communicate because what a good thing about new york and going to school here in new york and working in new york is that you work with people from all around the world and you work with people with all different personalities different backgrounds different cultures things that drive their communications and the way they express themselves and express their feelings or their thoughts so they're all different right and so like that tunes you to learn to learn i had to learn a lot it trains you because we can completely different form exactly. of communication or mannerism so you know we have yeah. even etiquette when it comes to social interactions absolutely it, it you know i learned and i also become i became much more self-aware because i also had to come to learn what is my communication skills how do I cross to people? How am I perceived? You know, is it, you know, I, I, am I, you know, like, am I like, <laughs> like, you know, Moroccan way, let's talk with our hands all over. Let's be loud, you know, let's be very expressive. Let me tell you, write everything in your face. I'm not going to hide anything. I'm just going to, if you're not doing something good, I'm going to tell you and tell you in your face and right there. And I'm not going to filter a word. So I had to come to, 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 to learn Zineb, chill, chill, chill a little bit, you know, uh, that's too much of an energy that you're, you're bringing to the table and not, and not everybody's going to receive it. 
the way you meant it to be because you know like we all have we all good point yeah we all might mean to just the right thing right like we might have a, a good uh good intention behind what we were saying but the way oh, we find exactly how much is receiving that energy. Exactly. So it's, yeah, so I definitely had to work on that and I'm still working on it. I'm still I'm not I'm not there yet. So I'm still working on it. I think I've come a long way, but there is a lot to to learn. But I think that that's that's the whole process of growing, right? Yeah. Of evolving and you know, and I don't quite will say that we never stop learning because you know coming yeah. from again a completely different culture is is shocking because we have you know we have mannerisms and we have uh culture etiquettes that are completely mm-hmm. different to what we are yeah. you know what they're accustomed here and we don't want to be rude but also we want to you know we want to be ourselves so it takes yeah. it takes time for that um how what do you think about dating here in america versus dating in morocco well, in Morocco, you're not supposed to be dating. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so in, in, in Morocco, for, you know, most of the, you know, if you grow up in a traditional family, right? Uh-huh. Like traditional, you know, like mine, for example. Yeah. No, you, you're not dating until you get married and you go to live your husband, you know? So it's, uh, so like you, you might have the engagement period, you know, but you're not supposed to be, you know, even people who date depend on the people like they might have like dating in, in Morocco. It doesn't mean that you have sex right okay uh, so like there is thing there is boundaries where you know like because you know our cultures and I, I think we do have a lot in common but like for example virginity it's very valuable to our cultures and like being a virgin you know when you get married and whatnot and saving that marriage and also not only here you choose it right here you'd be like okay i want to stay virgin until i get married but in morocco like that's also like if, you, if, if a husband might feel insulted or something, you know, things are changing. So young people are changing, but in a culture in general, and when I was there in Morocco, you know, this is 14 years ago, so yeah. I cannot talk for how it is going right now because I'm not there and I've been, and I don't go until like after two years, three years. So it's kind of like when I everything is changing. Go, it's changing it's much like uh much more open my mom is much more open you know <laughs> please uh, you know go see my mom when i was growing up right wow. so it's, it's a lot of ch- a lot of things have changed but like growing up personally back yeah like you're not people don't do so uh, everything is arranged pretty much Oh, not particularly arranged. So like how do you can, how do you get to know somebody if you if so, you don't have the opportunity to like let's go out let's oh you guys are able to go out with somebody and you know have it have I don't know coffee or whatever to, how how do you get to know somebody if it's not arranged? Yeah, so it's so let's say for example you know I went to college before I came here right mm-hmm. so and I knew a guy before I came here uh, from college so we would go out right like. Um, and then you would get to know the person from college and he, but it's also like you don't date because you just want to, you know, enjoy and see and you don't, you're, you're wondering in Morocco most of the time when, 
if you choose to date somebody, you're choosing them because eventually you guys gonna get married, right? So it's kind of like you always look at it from a serious point of view, right? So, so uh, obviously when I dated that person, my I didn't tell my family about it. My, my sister knew, but like not my mom and my dad. They would never know until it's something serious. So like a lot of people would be in college or school. They would meet people through like that, right? Like from college. I was also involved in theater. I used to do acting. So I get exposed and knew a lot of friends and I had a lot of people that I knew. And I, I, let's say if I meet somebody there, they can come and ask for my hand. But uh, I won't date them for years and years or I won't, and even if we date, we would never have sex. Like maybe we would sneak a kiss and stuff like that without people seeing and, but you know, no sex, no like, closed doors, bedrooms, or any of that, that we, I don't know, you know, we might There's very, yeah, <laughs> so, very, very restricted, very restricted. Um, yeah. The, the and, whole dating scene. Of course, like, you know, so how I does know. it feel? So the energy, you see that energy of you can't even, you have to sneak a kiss. So <laughs> how, how is that it's when you thrilling. came here, right? So, but when you came here and you yeah. see the world is completely different. Oh, yeah, there's there's not much you know restrictions or stipulations or all of that. So how you know? How, well, you know, it's it, yeah, like it's I had total freedom when I came here, which it's also part of what I want. But I think I was a wise woman, even though when I was 20 years old, because I honestly praise her more than I praise myself now, because. You know, even though I was 20, I knew what I wanted in the sense and I wanted to focus on those first. Because one thing is like, I, I tell even my sisters and whatnot, is like, you know, this is the road. If I can fit you in it, if I can, if those distractions can be on my road and I can stay on that road, I'll stay on it, right? Like I'll, I'll add them or include them. But if, they, if they're distracting me from the road, they have to get off because I need to stay on the road. And my road was education, you know, like building my future, building my independence. Because one of part of the big thing for me is growing up in Morocco is having that independency and having, you know, to have my own money, to have my own job, to be able to help my family, to be able to carry my myself and not depend on a man i've seen my aunts get divorced and have no income and have to fall back on their own families and and it's just and it, I, I couldn't accept it for myself like i needed so that was my goal is to be in school is to work is to like so if i can fit a boy in that you know uh, and I would, but in the same time, I also cared about, about what my family thought, thought, even though you come here, if, you know, you still have your own fundamentals and you still have your own identity and you're still, you know, you're carrying 20 years of, of how people built you, right? So it's not gonna be like one day and you're like, oh, I can do whatever. It took me what I've been, it took me more than 10 years before, you know, I removed my headscarf in 2015. So I moved here in 2007, right? It took me how many years to, to remove it? 11 years, right? Wow. Um, uh, well, no, seven years to remove my scarf, my headscarf. And then, 
you know, and that was after my divorce. So it was, it's like, you know, a lot of things have to happen for me to sort of break and break and you have to adjust and work with people and kind of open your eye a little bit, bit little and be like, okay, so I do care about this and I still care about so many fundamentals that I would still carry them with me and for maybe if I make a generation <laughs> to extend that to them. But like some certain things I felt like, okay, you know, they don't hold that much value to me anymore. And parts of it, you know, um, sexual intimacy and how that has to be in their marriage and whatnot. So, um, yeah, so like, that's, that's what it is. Like in Morocco, comparing to here, that's the difference, but. Um, it's like day and night. Day and night, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for me, um, in Colombia, it was pretty much the same, you know, yeah. but in a sense that we are not that strict, like, yes, you know, there is very family oriented, you know, everybody's like in your business, you have to <laughs> do a, a, and act accordingly to family because all yeah. you are no part of it, kind of, it, you know, the way. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can relate to some of those, uh, you know, customs that you guys have and to, I wanted to add something that you said that was so, so important. Yeah. And it was one of the, one of my big driving, you know, uh, motivators for me to get out of Colombia and, and build myself a life completely different right. custom is, is that the fear of dependent of yeah. that it was, you know, growing up with a single mom and, and seeing yeah. her struggle and how proud she was of being able to provide on her own. It was yeah. something and, and, and the results of, of other people that I might have experienced growing up mm. that are, are solely depending on, on a guy and mm-hmm. how the outcome, you know, and the freedoms and all of the things that, that are unfortunate that happen, you know? So mm-hmm. I think this was like the biggest motivator. And you mentioned that and kind of like that brought me to that young child, to that fighter, you know, to the yeah. like completely focused, as you just mentioned, completely focus on a target goal. And yeah. anything that would be in between me and that target goal, it would be- You don't see it. You're like a tunnel vision. You have right? a tunnel. You know, I, re- I always remember this and I, um, I remember this and I, I, I love it. The fact that I never pay attention to my love life while, uh, yeah. while I was, you know, in Colombia. When I did it, I did it to marry. You know, yeah. But um, before that, I, I I just didn't because I, you know, to me, to be honest and mm. completely honest, I hated being poor. Hated. Oh, yeah. I completely. And people can say yes, it's super humble and all of this and all of that, and it's very yeah. But I hate it. I hated not being able to eat whatever I wanted. I hated not being mm. able. To eat wear whatever I wanted. I, mm-hmm. I hated it. Not being able to uh, say, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to have this. I want to have that. Just all basic things. I hated not being able yeah. to do it. And, and that was one of the, one of the triggers. So, you know, I'm so sick of this. I literally, yeah. me being a child and say, you know, to the point that I never cultivated like 
a relationship. I never even wanted to make friends there. I did. I didn't. You know, I didn't because I always knew in you know where I grew up. Where I grew mm -hmm. up, I didn't want to make friends. Why? Mm -hmm. And and it was. Because I said, you know, if, if I make friends, I'm going to fall in love here and then I'm going to stay here and I'm going to get stuck mm -hmm. here. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, and I don't want to be end up with, you know, yeah. pregnant or, or in love because I'm such a hopeless yeah. romantic, in love with somebody that is going to just be in between. Hold you back. Yes, between me and that goal. And I, I see it all the time, you know, yeah. at school and, And I was just like, no, I am not going to do that. And I didn't. Yeah. I was so focused on getting out of there. And I, so I, I was so focused and so determined. And that was yeah. one, of my, one of the biggest, you know, uh, being yeah. survived by yourself, so strong by yourself and, and get out of a situation that I wasn't enjoying. Being yeah. No, like I, I, I relate. Like at the beginning for me, it's only those last couple of day, years that made me think that I want to leave honestly before before I had a teacher actually first year of high school um, and she spoke about you know the um, she, she spoke about the US and the recession and the, when the crisis were here and how people have come and built this country and look at it now right like mm -hmm. I remember like she she talks and she's like because people like stayed and worked and you know and she was trying to inspire us to do the same in Morocco because Morocco having the location in North Africa like a lot of people immigrated to to to, to Europe like you know when they don't find opportunities they go like they 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 even risk their lives in boats and, and a lot of people die to cross to Europe so they can, you know, be able to provide for their family and work and whatnot. And she, and she was like, you, you can't, like, you have to work hard. It's going to be tough, but you're building for the next generation. And, and honestly, I'm so affected by, by my professors. If I have a good professor whatever they say i you know it's like that's how i Your got mentors. my that's how i got my yeah my motivation and Your i mentors. was like yes yeah i need but again i forget that i am a woman <laughs> and it's not gonna be easy right and then you know isn't that sad isn't that right? sad that we have to that we have to actually encounter things like that that is is twice as hard for for women Yeah. And yeah, if yeah. you ask, and she was a woman actually. She was a woman. The professor. And if, so. and if you ask the, you know, being an immigrant, yeah, is you know, not English not being our first language. Oh yeah. Is is you know, it's challenging, but it's so reward rewarding and inspirational when you know women hear these stories like this. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of. <laughs> just a lot of strength and, and, and moving forward and yeah you know you you're gonna get the strength like I didn't know I can do any of what I've done so far right um like I did not grow up nearly close to any of the opportunities or any even for me to think about them even for me to imagine or make a goal for them and say, hey, I want to be, you know, I want to be a CEO one day or I want to run my own company. Like that word, that thinking was not there, you're right? Like there was nothing around me that 
sh I should look at I should look at that person and I want to say I want to be like them, right? But just put yourself in situations, right, where you can grow and it can motivate you. And little by little, those goals keep expanding, and and you keep like sort of building that road you know the road we talk about it's not all you know you can't see to the end of it so like you are as you're walking you're building that road and as you're you know walking you're adding goals and goals so it's just a matter of uh you have to be grounded and i felt that like that was very important for me at the beginning and you have like okay what i the only thing i said i want to do finish my education what education i changed my majors at community college for like so many times like i knew i want to do my education and i knew i want to help my family and those are the two things like i hold on to knowing what education knowing where i'm gonna go with my education what schools what that i didn't know so like sometimes you know you can have the goal and everything you know as long as you're staying focused and as long as you're open open and seeing opportunities you know like and seizing those it, the map is going to draw itself i i completely 100 percent agree and mm -hmm. i think that what a better way to end this you know end this wonderful conversation because to me it's just like it's having a conversation with somebody that i know that i love and that i you know share this experience with with all everybody over here but what a what a best way to close this is like exactly what you say if you have a goal in life if you have a thought let that thought grow marinate and make it happen don't leave it there and don't mm -hmm. shelter yourself with only the things that you think that you have just mm -hmm. is immense and it's full of amazing opportunities for us to grab just manifest with amazing energy and love and you will find it and another thing another thing that mm -hmm. we love to add is like bravery trust mm -hmm. in yourself and mm -hmm. just because you come from a small little village in a fair mm -hmm. world country don't think that just because that's where you came from you are not able or not worthy of all the amazing things the world has to offer you so yeah. on that end thank you so much Zineb. oh my god I'm so glad we had this for sharing this opportunity and for sharing your experience with everybody that can hear us. It is so amazing, you know, it is so amazing. For me, it is so amazing to see the strength that women have and yeah. drive, you know, and when you have a dream and, and it's, it's amazing being able to see it happen. And when you see it in other cultures, like when you see your story in other, in other cultures, it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. And I, I want to add too, like, yes. we are strong. We are very dependent, but we are also very vulnerable and we are also get hurt easily and we doubt ourselves a lot and we fail and we, but it's just a matter of like failing, getting up, Readjusting, reflecting, moving forward. Never. And it's just like that cycle. Just never go. But it doesn't mean if somebody is, you know, making something of themselves that they are 
bulletproof person. No, not even close. So. There's so many trials and tribulations to get to a fantastic goal, but we're here and we're here to make it happen. So on that note, thank you so much, Neb. I love yes. you. I love you. I love your wish. I love you the too. Amazing let's <laughs> go to Morocco together. Yes, let's do it. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for the end invitation and hopefully you know we'll talk soon again absolutely thank you everybody and don't forget that you can watch us on spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, apple podcast and all the main podcast stream thank you so much for your support and i love you i see you next time bye, bye. <laughs>